Welcome to the Protoss Podcast. Today's date is Friday the 27th of August and you're listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week as reported by us. This week we brought you news of NFT's predicted five-year wait for mainstream success, Coinbase failing to keep on top of its cyber attack to-do list and a Texas banking exec who's looking at five years behind bars after pulling a $4 million ICO scam. But first... We kicked off the week with the news that a number of top European football clubs have raked in more than $200 million by offloading a so-called fan token to their supporters. And all this is happening despite plenty of warnings that mixing crypto and football could end badly. As reported by BNN Bloomberg, clubs including Manchester City, Barcelona, Arsenal, Leeds United and Paris Saint-Germain have all leveraged crypto's growing popularity to push revenue over the past year. Their fan tokens, sold by the Malta-based blockchain company Socios, give supporters the chance to vote on minor club matters, from choosing the opening music before a match to deciding the decor for certain parts of the ground. However, prominent supporters' clubs have criticised the schemes, saying that the tokens exploit fans without providing the necessary support to help newcomers grasp the volatility of the crypto markets. In a statement released earlier this month, Leeds United Supporters Trust made it clear how it feels about the recent Socios partnership, saying, quote, We feel that there are better ways to engage fans without monetization, particularly when the monetization is linked to cryptocurrency. Cheaply priced tokens may be justified as a low risk and fun way of interacting. However, fans may be persuaded to take loyalty to new levels and vulnerable individuals could overstretch themselves. The Trust also addressed the lack of crypto education provided, stating that many fans will be forced into a market that they have no prior knowledge of. Therefore, it says education on the risks associated with crypto should be provided. However, a compelling argument for the fan tokens was made by Socios co-founder Alexandra Dreyfus. Obviously speaking from the point of view of the clubs, he explained how tokens could create a lucrative new revenue stream. Quote, I understand why people challenge us, but that's precisely why clubs like us. They see that as an incremental revenue, he said. It's not cannibalising any other revenue they have, and that's important. It doesn't touch ticketing. It doesn't touch merchandising. It's an additional revenue for a new type of customer. Fan tokens are taking off not just in Europe, but in Southeast Asia, Brazil and Turkey. Socios even played a role in Argentinian superstar Lionel Messi's blockbuster move to PSG. As part of the transfer, he'll receive a portion of his initial salary in the club's fan token. The PSG token soared to record highs in the days surrounding the switch earlier this month, but the price of the token has since fallen about 20%. Still, Socios claims its tokens are not for investment, but for engagement. Critics have described them as a gateway into speculative cryptocurrency and branded their advertising completely misleading. For example, London Club Arsenal has been criticised for likening the process of acquiring its fan token to buying foreign currency for a vacation. According to The Telegraph, the UK's Advertising Standards Authority hasn't received any complaints just yet, but has urged any fans with concerns to get in touch. From fan tokens to NFTs and reports that they're still five years from mainstream adoption, according to the most recent Gartner's Hype Cycle for Emerging Technologies. Gartner's Hype Cycle is an annual report that scrutinises 1,500 new technologies and tools to help users gauge their potential. 
The cycle is displayed as a graph that places tools into several categories based on where they are in their life cycles. Firstly, the cycle begins with what's called the innovation trigger. This is where potential breakthroughs start to capture the public's imagination and drum up public interest. The second step is called the peak of inflated expectations, where early successes and maybe a few failures see interest ramp up. Next up is the trough of disillusionment or the point at which initial interest wanes. At this point, investment only continues if surviving providers meet the expectations of early adopters. Making sense so far? Cool, we'll continue. Not far from the end now, as we hit the fourth run of the cycle, known as the slope of enlightenment. Here, benefits become more apparent and widely understood, while newer iterations of products are released, although some potential users remain cautious. And last but not least, we come to the fifth and final step, the plateau of productivity, where mainstream adoption finally takes hold. According to this year's report, NFTs are currently riding the peak of inflated expectations, fueled by stories of $100,000 pet rocks and $69 million collages. Curiously, decentralized finance is further back on the chart. According to Gartner, DeFi protocols like Uniswap are still in the innovation trigger phase, with the peak of inflated expectations up next. For NFTs, the trough of disillusionment is still to be negotiated if they're to become more than just a curious crypto offshoot. Some analysts even reckon that a lack of buyers, fears over environmental impact, clunky user experiences or even hype itself could still derail NFTs. However, we need to bear in mind that Gartner's hype cycle is just a series of prediction and as such is far from guaranteed to pan out. Next up, we reported on Coinbase and the announcement that its security team can help, quote, all organisations in the case of a cyber attack. This may raise a few eyebrows, particularly as on the very same day, CNBC revealed that thousands of hacked Coinbase users in the US can't get in touch with customer service. In a blog post, Matt Miller, head of security at Coinbase, said, quote, it's important to have a community mindset when we see security threats in the wild. Titled How Coinbase Responds to Industry-Wide Crypto Security Threats, the announcement claimed its teams rapidly mobilised to provide analysts to Polynetwork and Liquid during their widely publicised cyber attacks. But while the world's largest exchange is busy dedicating a security team to other companies under attack, its own customers are apparently being ghosted. Since 2016, over 11,000 Coinbase user complaints have been filed with the Federal Trade Commission and Consumer Financial Protection Bureau in the US, the majority of them related to customer service. Drained accounts due to SIM swaps and account lockouts are among the most common customer complaints that Coinbase receives. CNBC interviews with hacked users reveal arduous months-long wait times just to get a reply. And when users eventually do hear back, it could be along the lines of, quote, There is no credible or supportable evidence that the compromise of your login credentials was the fault of Coinbase. As a result, Coinbase is unable to reimburse you for your alleged losses. A SIM swap, as mentioned earlier, is when a hijacker convinces the victim's phone company to change their number over to a different SIM card. From there, the hijacker accesses the victim's accounts that uses SMS text two-factor authentication and the text comes straight to them. Coinbase provides SMS text two-factor authentication but also hardware and TOTP authentication. 
an acronym for time-based one-time password algorithm. Neither of these is vulnerable to SIM swaps. Another user told CNBC that they lost $35,000, but no investigation was done by Coinbase. The only email he received said, quote, Your Coinbase experience and your wait for a response was not up to our standards, with a redeemable $200 in credit. Understandably, some users are deciding to sue. Attorney David Silver, who specialises in crypto, represents a family who lost over $100,000 due to SIM swapping. They too couldn't get in touch with Coinbase. Whether hacked users have a legal case is another question. While Coinbase customer service needs improvement, SIM swaps typically aren't the exchange's fault. Coinbase admitted to delays in response time back in January. Earlier this month, CEO Brian Armstrong said, quote, it's doing so much better and has increased headcount five times or so since January, with a focus on hiring customer support. In 2016, they reverted from a live chat to an email-only customer service approach. A former employee told reporters the move reflected a struggle to keep up with rising demands from a sharp growth in users. In a statement denying CNBC interview requests to discuss growing frustrations over response times, Coinbase said that it grew from 43 million users at the end of 2020 to 68 plus million registered users at the end of July. The exchange also said it would reintroduce customer live chat functionality later this year. Let's see how it goes. And to wrap up the week, a Dallas-based bank exec has been sentenced to five years behind bars after admitting to defrauding investors out of more than $4 million in both fiat and cryptocurrency with his own ICO scam. A Texas federal court sentenced Arise Bank CEO Jared Rice Sr. this week after he pleaded guilty to one count of securities fraud over his role at the bank. The Latin Times reported that the 33-year-old had offered investors accounts insured by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC for short, alongside Visa debit and credit cards. Rice also tempted his wealthy victims with promises of crypto-related services powered by the platform's own crypto currency Arise coin, which he sold in an initial coin offering in late 2017. These and other bold claims, such as Arise Bank being a banking revolution, saw eager investors pump a total of $4.25 million in fiat and crypto into the Arise coin. But surprise, surprise, he ain't behind bars for nothing. Arise Bank didn't actually have authorization to offer such services in Texas. Not only that, it wasn't insured by the FDIC and had no partnership with Visa. The Fed subsequently charged Rice in 2018 over the scam, to which he pleaded guilty the following year. The drama escalated as it was later revealed that Rice used his investor funds to support an increasingly luxurious lifestyle. The SEC noted he'd spent millions on legal fees, food, hotels and transportation. But this isn't Rice's first legal rodeo. In 2015, authorities charged him with public record tampering after he forged signatures and seals of the Secretary of State on incorporation documents. At the same time, he faced charges of stealing investor funds. Rice then began to make wild and fraudulent claims to market his ICO scam. Amazingly, video evidence is still online. But still, Rice can count himself somewhat lucky, despite facing five years in the clink. Some earlier reports speculated that he may be looking at up to 120 years inside. 
And that's your lot. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, but we realise there's only so many stories we can squeeze into just one podcast. So if you want more of the stories that matter, then check out Protoss.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protoss podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major podcast provider for more weekly roundups. We'll be back next week. See you then. <laughs>